Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Making cables for MRT lines, Zhou Changi Airport, and Gardens by the Bay. That's what we are going to talk about today. Now, founded in 1980, our guest, Tyson Electric, makes cables and wires for a diverse range of industries for both the private and public sectors, and in all categories of industrial, commercial, residential, and offshore emirates. Projects. Now, they include items like your low-voltage cables, medium-voltage cables, instrumentation cables, as well as fire-resistant cables and wires. Now, the SGX-listed firm has since completed over a 1,000 projects, including at the Changi Airport Terminal 4, the National University of Singapore, the Singapore's Logistics Hub, the Singtel Data Center, the Jurong Reclamation Plant, Rolls-Royce Salita Campus, and even your Gem Shopping Mall. But what is perhaps more interesting about Tyson Electric is its move to expand beyond cables and wires during the pandemic. In 2019, the firm was setting its sights on exporting its products to Southeast Asia by taking part in the second round of Enterprise Singapore's Scale-Up SG before activities came to a grinding halt as a result of lockdowns seen in many countries. So instead, the firm made the decision to build a new product vertical looking at electrical power distribution using bus bar trunking systems. This was a bold move as the systems were a direct competitor to the cables and wires that were Tyson's brand. Bread and butter. But why did the firm decide to push ahead with the move and how far has this brought about tangible benefits for Tyson Electric? And also with economies revving back to life post-pandemic, how far is the firm picking up on its expansion plans? Lots of questions and joining me here in the studio is uh, Willie Chua, Head of Marketing and Group Corporate Development at Tyson Electric. Uh, Willie, welcome. Hi, Dintian. Thanks for having me here. Great to have you on board. And Willie, we've briefly talked about Tyson Electric as this company that makes cables and wires for a diverse range of industries. Uh, but I also understand it forms part of the Tyson Group. So tell us more about uh, the products and services you provide, your value proposition, and thereafter business model. Tyson Group, we are a listed company on SGX, and we have a very diversified portfolio of business. So we have one group, it's called the cable wire segment, whereby we make cable and wires, we are the product manufacturer. We have the linking high group of clusters we call the EMD, electrical material distribution. They are in the distribution business for industrial product. Then we have the cost of broad tree business, which is under test and inspection segment. They are doing testing and inspection services. Okay. And we have the switchboard segment, which is mainly making switchboard. So we have four a broad business statement. Now, for cable and wire, okay, which is Tyson Electric, uh, like what you have introduced uh, earlier, Tyson Electric, we are in the market, in fact, we are one of the largest cable mm-hmm. manufacturers in Singapore. And we provide electrical cable, so anything that requires electricity, you will need cable as a medium for you to um, transmit the power from the power station down to your facilities, to your buildings and all that. So, our proposition to the market is we provide high-quality product. Okay, high-quality is in we make sure that all the product that we make, okay, because the major content of cable is actually the copper. Yeah. And we are using 99.99% pure copper for mm. our product. 
and we guarantee performance for our product. That's the reason why we we have uh, secured a lot of our projects in Singapore right. and abroad. So that's a part on the Tyson Electric cable manufacturing business. Mm. And let's take a look at your customer base, Willie. I believe Tyson has worked on over a thousand public and private uh, projects since it started operations about 40 years ago. And we're looking at large-scale projects, those like Changi Airport T4, your Singpo's Logistic Hub, Rolls-Royce Salita Campus, even your Gem Shopping Mall. So first things first, take us through your client base. And the second part of this question is that given the the client base, what is in demand and what is the rough contract size we are then looking at? All right. So for Tyson Electric, we have we are in four main business sectors. All right. We are in the commercial sectors where we talk about the commercial buildings, okay, shopping malls and all those. And we have the industrial, industrial sectors whereby we talk about uh, construction of the industrial buildings. All right. So in the likes of uh, like uh, global foundries and all that. Then you have the um, infrastructure sectors, right. where we talk about the airport that you mentioned earlier, and also we also involve in MCE, the LTA project, MRT projects. These are the bigger sectors that we have, and another sectors we have is residential. We talk about the condominiums. So these are the four main sectors that we are involved in, and now in demand. In fact, I should say the last one to two years, the Bigger scale of projects is coming from data centers. Hmm. It's actually booming everywhere. So it's around the region in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, they are coming up. Hmm. So in fact, to the extent that data centers come to a halt probably one to two years ago right. because of you know, too many data centers and hmm. they are hungry for power. So that is a bigger sector that uh, I should say it will continue to grow hmm. for the next two to three years. Hmm. All right, Or in fact, five years. So I think there will be the sectors that will be in demand okay, in the, the next five years um, horizon. Mm. Don't mind me asking. I think I should clarify that we are looking at uh, in terms of services in demand. And in that case, is it right to say that cable solutions catering for data centers, that's in demand right now? And if so, what is the rough contract size we are looking at? Um, contract size, we are talking at, well, okay, I, I, I should... I should not go into the dollar value because, sure. again, it's like um, determined by the copper price. Yep. But, okay, let's say I give you an example. Uh, when we talk about the MRT projects mm. that we involve in, the contract size can be easily, um, by kilometers, will be more than 10,000 kilometers. Wow. About that. Okay. Because uh, by the way, the project that we participate in, we supply up to about 1,000, mm. more than 1,000 kilometers. Mm. So that would be the kind of contract size you're talking about. But of course, data centers are not that big. Mm. All right. Granted that you can't give us an exact value, right? Are we looking at tens of millions? Are we looking at hundreds of millions? What is oh, the rough... Tens of millions. Tens of tens millions. Of millions. Right. Okay. And appreciate if you could take us through the scale of your operations, Willie. I understand Tyson Electric operates three cable manufacturing plants located in Singapore. Malaysia and Vietnam. So what is your global presence like right now? Which is the most important supply markets and demand markets for you? Um, we are now in, okay, like what you mentioned, we are in three countries, Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam. That's our factories. Mm. And we are also present in Cambodia, all right, and in the Indonesia. Although even though we do not have a cable manufacturing plant, but Indonesia, we are present there. Now, these are the regions that we are in right now. All right. 
In fact, Brunei also, we are, we are there in Brunei, mm. but they are the smaller market. So we are looking at Indonesia and Malaysia as the upcoming uh, market, as I mentioned earlier, data centers. Mm. Data centers are building mm. up within these two countries. And our presence there, we are supporting this development, okay, coming from uh, our Singapore and the Malaysia factory. So that will be in demand uh, for that way I mentioned the next five years. Mm. And I do want to talk about geographical markets and Southeast Asia because back in 2019, before the pandemic, Tyson already wanted to export your products or Tyson Electric wants to export its products in Southeast Asia. And it even took part in the second run of uh, Enterprise Singapore's Scale-Up SG. So what was the rationale behind expanding to Southeast Asia and how far is that boom in uh, data centres uh, a bright spot for you? Um, in fact, in 2019, when we participate in Enterprise Singapore Skill Up Program, there was a aspiration, okay, that the ESG or we say ESG mm. would like companies to aspire to grow yeah. abroad, not just Singapore, but the intention of the Skill SG is actually to to build the capabilities for Singapore companies, enterprise, mm. to be able to expand their business, mm. not within not just within Singapore but also internationally mm. all right so with that we actually set up to penetrate further mm. okay even though we are in malaysia and Viet, uh, in vietnam mm. but we believe the market is big for us mm. especially indonesia market where you know uh, there is a plan to move the capital city yeah. to kalimantan yes and we see a lot of opportunity there mm. all right and cambodia is also building mm. okay it's also coming. so that's where we increase our presence there so through the scale program we we have a lot of strategies, a lot of planning, mm. and we form teams okay, to help us to grow internationally. Mm. So in fact, through the scale program, we have developed new product, yeah. new service line, and even form a new company for us to help us to penetrate further into the market that we want abroad. Mm. There's one question that I might have forgotten to ask earlier on is that you said that there was a boom in data centers in Southeast Asia. What were the reasons driving that boom? Okay, because for data centers, they need to have, okay, we call, it's like a, a backup data centers. You, you cannot have so data mm. centers in one location. Yeah. You need to have backups around the region. Yes. And Singapore, Mm. Or in fact, Southeast Asia is a region whereby the Western countries would like to have their backup data centers be located at. Mm. Because we have the infrastructure, we have the the skill, mm. all right, the people here. So that's the reason why the big players, data mm. centers, are setting up their backup data centers within the region. Mm. That's the reason why there's a boom, all right, mm. over the last, I should say, the last three to five years. Mm. And uh, we see it continue to be a booming market for the next five years. Mm. So they set up their primary data center in their home market and yes. one, one more in Southeast Asia. Yes. Okay, and now that regional markets are beginning to open up, uh, Willie, how far is the firm going ahead with its regionalization plan and which is the number one geographical market on your priority list? I mean, you mentioned Indonesia and Cambodia. Which is the number one for you? Uh, in fact, Indonesia will be the number one, mm. Okay, followed by Malaysia. Mm. Okay, we through the scale program. In fact, I forgot to mention we we have developed two new product line. Yeah. All right, and to the extent that we actually bought over acquired a new a company that 
make a, another cable solution. Mm. Okay, um, different from our cable, our traditional product, to give my customer more options. Mm. So we have the bus bar solution. We have a bunch cable solution. Mm. Now these are steps that we are preparing ourselves to give customer more options. Because in in a so-called a cable industry or in construction industry, mm. they need uh, different options because buildings are, I say, constructions are getting more challenging. Yes. A more confined space, and, but you need to squeeze more stuff in. Yeah. And the electricity demand is getting higher. So they want different solutions, more mm. innovative solutions. Right. It's whereby, besides cable and wire, we introduce the bus bus solution and also bunch cable. So our client will have options to choose. Mm. Do I want the cable? Okay, for my buildings or for my these facilities, or should I use a bus bar? Mm. So we are giving options, and we in fact we will recommend our client what to use what's the best solution they should use for the installations. Mm, okay. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Willie Chua, head of marketing and group corporate development at Tyson Electric. Willie, you mentioned about it earlier, and I do want to touch on bus bar trunking systems because during the pandemic, Tyson Electric moved to develop a new product vertical, and that is to manufacture uh, electrical power distribution using bus bar trunking systems. Now, you even set up a subsidiary called Tyson Power Distribution. What was the rationale behind the move? Okay, during the pandemic, okay, because uh, we have many clients who are using bus bar. Yeah. And in fact, um, like I mentioned, uh, in one of my business group, under the electrical material distribution, the Lincoln Pine Group, we have been supplying bus bar, but mm. under another brand. Mm. So we have many clients that the installation has to continue, the construction has to continue. Yeah. But because of the fact that the bus bar is manufactured overseas, they have to do FAT overseas, but due to the lockdown, they mm. can't do it. What's FAT? FAT is factory acceptance test. Oh, okay. So, so normally you fly the you fly the client mm. to the the factory, mm. and you do the acceptance test at the factory mm. before you send the product over to Singapore. Ah. Okay. So okay. that lockdown created a lot of issue, a lot of problem, mm. and that's where we saw the opportunity. Mm. You know, so we work with manufacturer to build the capability of FAT in mm. Singapore. And we bring the product to Singapore mm. and we work with partners. So we went for ODM mm. and we start supplying bus bar under the Tyson brand. Tyson mm. brand. So that gives our client or our client in Singapore a, a solution mm. all right, to get the product running yeah. without the decision of the lockdown whereby they can't do FAT overseas. Mm. And now with this option that we are providing to our client, Okay, we address an issue, a teething issue has been faced locally. Mm. And that's why that's where the revenue proposition that we have okay, to our client is that you buy Tyson product, okay, Tyson bus bar, you can do your FAT locally in Singapore, okay, before delivering to your job site. Mm. So just to clarify, because I mentioned earlier that you guys manufactured the bus bar systems, so is it right to say that you guys import them over and conduct the test here instead yes. as a supplier? Correct. And we set up a facility whereby mm. we can conduct FAT. Most uh. FAT you need to do, you need to have measurements and all those. So we have instruments, we have factory set up mm. so to 
allow this FET to be conducted here. Mm. And we can even do customization. Mm. So in the event that you know, there's a certain situation whereby you need to customize your mm. installation, we're able to support them locally in Singapore. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's it. When we talk, even when you talk about synergies and, and opportunities, developing the new bus bar vertical, right, was a bold move because the systems were a direct competitor to your cables and wires business, which is Dyson Electric's bread and butter. How do you get around the issue of self-cannibalization? Um, in fact, um, it was a tough decision to make because bus bar is actually cannibalizing on cable wire because they are similar in terms of function. They deliver electrical power Okay, but after discussing, we strategize. We believe that one plus one. Okay, we actually give customer a bigger share. It's it's, it's not two. We we actually um, it's under the brand Tyson. Mm. We have built the trust of Tyson over the last forty over years, and you know we have always been positioned as a high quality product. Right. Okay. So when we move on to Bas Bar, mm. even though it cannibalize. Okay, but our share, okay, our total electrical solution or power distribution share mm. has grown bigger. Uh. So one plus one is actually more than two. <laughs> it's true. Right. Uh, so as a group, you've seen uh, that coming. Yeah. So <laughs> at our level, we we saw that. You say, oh, actually, in fact, mm. you know, our share of market for the Tyson brand is actually larger now, mm. and we build a reputation in the market whereby we are able to consistently provide a high quality power distribution solution to our client. Mm. Not just cable wire, but bus bar and of course we have the branch cable. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and I do want to take this time, uh, Willie, to take stock of where the firm is at, where Tyson Electric is at, where financials are concerned. If we look at a group level, Tyson Group, right? Earnings came in at $6.9 million for first half of FY 2024 ended December, about 42% lower on a yearly basis. Now, what is the situation like for Tyson Electric in particular? Okay, so... That announcement um, of the lower earning is actually representing the whole group business. Mm. So it's consisting of the cable and wire business, electrical, material distribution, test inspection, and the rest of the business. So it's a reflective of the market performance over the last um, six months, mm-hmm. which is uh, early, uh, the, the later part of 2023. Yeah. All right. So 2023, that part, in fact, the semiconductor market has slowed significantly. Mm. And in fact, a lot of market is, uh, has suffered on that. But that is more reflective on the electrical material distribution business. For testing electric business, um, the construction business are coming back. Mm. They're coming back. And in fact, 2024, we are looking at the whole market will be growing. Mm-hmm. And in fact, semiconductor will be coming back. Mm. Also, we believe somewhere um, mid of this year. Mm. Okay, it should be recovering. In fact, uh, there's a lot of news on that. So, even though we the first half performance wasn't that good, but looking ahead, the next six months or 12 months, we believe the market will recover. Mm. All right, And uh, the company will be in better position in our earnings. Right. And in the longer term, uh, Willie, Industry 4.0, it has been a trend that, that's been a widely talked about in the manufacturing sector with a focus on, of course, digitalization and automation. Now, how does Tyson Electric aim to uh, ride on this trend and what does it mean when it comes to positioning and pipeline in the future in terms of products? Okay, in fact, Tyson um, 
we have Tesla Electric, we have embarked on Industry 4.0 since, I think, seven to eight years ago. Wow. All right. So that was the very beginning whereby, you know, we... Actually, in fact, the government, yeah. Singapore local government has been pushing for Industry 4.0. And we went on board uh, some of the programs they have. And that's whereby where we discovered that Industry 4 can help us in productivity. Hmm. And that's where we, we start to upskill our workers, our machines, our process to embrace Industry 4.0. So a lot of things have changed during the last 78 years. Yeah. We have, we, a lot of digitalization has gone, been going on in the, in the production floor. Hmm. We have set up sensors, we have set up uh, controllers to collect data yeah. so that we have an overview of the performance on the shop floor. And we can see the overall equipment efficiency. In fact, it's called OEE, mm. how we're performing. And from there, we know how to fine-tune. Right. So actually, we find when we have Industry 4, it gives us a better oversight of what's happening and how we can better perform. In fact, through that, we can start, we begin doing flexible manufacturing, mm. whereby we start doing high-mix, low-volume. Ah, Okay. All right, highly slow volume production, and we are able to respond faster to our client mm. requests, and our lead time has shortened significantly. Wow! Our productivity has went up in the first year of implementation by more than thirty percent mm. to Industry Four, and we are still reaping the benefit of it. In fact, we are extending Industry Four. Is actually is a mm. is a long journey. Yeah. After seventy eight years, I, I I would not say we are entirely Industry Four. Mm. We are still doing. And in fact, we are extending Industry 4 technology into our logistic portion, mm. whereby our logistic, because we do customization for our client, mm. okay, by delivering the product in the quantity they require for mm. the job site. So in fact, there's a lot of machine going on in logistics. Mm. And we are implementing in the phase of implementation of Industry 4 in the mm. logistics. Mm. And that's where we see that we Industry 4 is going to bring us further. Mm. in the productivity and efficiency. So in fact, during pandemic lockdown, yeah. we are able to continue to have high productivity with less workers. Wow, okay. All right. So mm. Industry 4 has helped us a lot. Mm, okay, and before we let you go, Willie, uh, what are some future plans for the company for the year of 2024? What can we look forward to here in Singapore? Okay, in fact, um, sustainability has been a hot topic. Yeah. Hot topic. And... We are. We, we believe sustainability will be here to stay. Mm-hmm. And manufacturers like us, we have to look at sustainability mm-hmm. as a strategy. How can we, um, let's say, use or identify the risks mm-hmm. and opportunities under sustainability, and turn them to a advantage mm-hmm. for the group now. Now the race is not about making the product cheap. Mm. Okay. It's about how to make a competitive product in a more sustainable manner mm. with the lowest carbon footprint. Right. So in fact, for Tyson, we are working very closely with partners to see how we can reduce our carbon emission on our cable so that we can give our client mm. okay, a competitive product that is with a low carbon footprint. Right. So this is 
what's going to happen in 2024. In fact, we are going to launch a white paper mm. that will talk about sustainability mm. for data centers. Wow. Uh, and we'll be launching that in two to three months' time, mm. whereby we will share this with the, the market mm. to talk about sustainability. Mm. How can data centers be more green? Now, in fact, data centers is always power hungry. Mm. And it's always a challenge for data centers to be green. Mm. Now, so we are working with partners to come up with white paper to talk about that. All right. And in October, okay, we're going to have, uh, we'll be participating in data center world. Mm. Okay, whereby we will conduct a, a talk mm. on the white paper. Also. Yeah. So for listeners who are interested to know mm. more about sustainability in data centers, do join us and look, watch out for the white paper launch in about May time, May to June time. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of details, especially on Tyson's side, how it can actually ensure efficient power transfer and power distribution. But thanks a lot, Willie. That was Willie Chua, Head of Marketing and Group Corporate Development at Tyson Electric. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.